Hello, and welcome to The Potential State. My name is Dr. Sal Romanelli, and today I want to talk to you about Take Two, giving your love a second chance. So this concept of Take Two, I actually read in a, in a psychodrama journal many, many years ago about a way for couples to use psychodrama in their everyday life. And the concept is very simple. When I react in a bad way, in a wrong way, in a way that does not help my relationship with my partner, I just say take two and try a different thing. Now this sounds very, very simple, but let me give you a little bit of the background to connect it to wider theory. So John and Julie Gottman, the couple therapy researchers, uh, researched couples that were happy and unhappy, and what they've noticed is the happy couples, the ratio between yeses, between going toward each other's bids, emotional bids, refer back to the episode on emotional bids, to the moments that they go against their partner or, or criticize their partners five, at least five to one. So five compliments or five going toward my partner to every one that I'm going against. Or seven to one and they say up to 20 to one. So 20 yeses to every no, which is a really hard ratio. So they're saying these happy couples naturally do what they call a repair attempt. So when things start going bad, one of the partners throws out a repair and tries to kind of change the energy, stop the snowball, change directions, either by apologizing or doing something silly or offering a compromise or saying, let's do a timeout. So that, they call that a repair attempt. But I've noticed that using the concept of take two has something a bit more playful, a bit more like almost like a movie. We did a scene and cut, take two, let's try this all over again. It's inviting both of us to kind of step out and not get too heavy and try this again. And there's a sentence, the first to forgive is the happiest, right? And we both want to be happy and I want to prevent this, this snowball into a negative energy or to a fight. So I can say take two, but what does that actually mean? It means, first of all, I need to realize either by reading my partner's nonverbals or by listening to what I just, what just came out of my mouth, I need to own my shit. Oh, I just went against what she said. I just blocked her. I just belittled her. I actually wasn't even listening. I just did something. Or I tried solving her problem, and all she wanted was just to listen. So first thing to realize that for me. And then I need to own it verbally and say, take two. You can say, I'm so sorry. I wasn't listening to you. But I find like a shorthand in general. I find like shorthand secret language, secret in the sense that just mean you know what that means, is actually very, very playful and actually helps couples stay in a potential state, stay in a light, playful, flexible, collaborative space. So once you own it, you say it, you tell your partner, you say, take two. Sorry, I went against, let's, do, let's try this again. Now, why would I want to do that? Um, a, because it helps us stay in a positive state. B, it helps us keep the ratio of five to one or seven to one. And it does another thing on the long term, what the Godman's called negative sentiment override. Couples that are in distress or that have a lot of tensions, over time, they start automatically interpreting everything their partner says as negative. From past the salt to, wow, that was a great movie, to where the kids go to sleep already, they hear everything is negative, either it's critical or it's judgmental or it's whiny and or it's pathetic. And one of the reasons they do that is because people are not owning their shit, because my partner never admits when he or she goes against my bits. They always go, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Why are you so upset? So when they do say what, when they didn't really mean to jab and they really, honestly, that was a misunderstanding, the partner doesn't believe them because they never own their shit. They never say take two when they actually went against. So if you, by doing a lot of take twos, what you're basically doing, you're preventing future negative sentiment overrides of your partner or of your loved one. Because you're actually telling them, I didn't mean to do this. Sorry, slipped up. 
take two. Sometimes you'll purposely not want to listen to them. So hopefully you'll, you'll own your shit not to say, I can't even listen to you right now. I'm so either so upset or I'm so tired or I'm so preoccupied. But let's say you haven't, did, you didn't notice that a priori. So try, try now since they, sorry, take two. And what that would lead to over time is kind of a, a common understanding and a common language that we can keep in a playful, connected space. And now I want to give an example. So I, once I was working with this couple who had a very strong negative sentiment override and, and almost anything one of the partners said, the other one heard it as a critique. So their ratio was not even five to one, it was almost like one to five, one positive thing on every five negative things. And many times what we do in couples therapy, we slow down interactions. And basically what I do is I help partners take, do a take two. As the external person in the room, I kind of come in, I say, slow down, let's do a take two. So she was set talking about a childhood trauma that she had. Kind of as we were going in the session, we were talking about one thing and then suddenly this, this childhood trauma came up, uh, more in a general sense. And then that was in the room, it was right there and I connected to the partner. I was hoping the partner would take this opportunity to be soft and go toward his wife. But instead, the first thing that came out of his mouth was, well, I'm also hurt. So he completely went against her a bit because he felt it was either her or him, either or number one. Right? And what he did, he basically, he just basically killed the moment. He closed her up, you could see her nonverbals were closed up, and I said, wait, let's pause. Let's do a take two. Let's try that again. Did you realize what she was saying here was actually that she's very hurt, and what you're reacting to is the previous hurt, but right now we're in a different place. Do you recognize that? And we slow down, we slowly calm down, and then he did a take two. So in this case, she didn't repeat what she said, but he, he tried a different reaction. He said, wow, that sounds like it wasn't easy. Tell me more about that. Now, even though at that point she didn't want to open it up again, but at least he tried to take two. So this is, a, this is an example of a facilitated take two. I want to give a different example, actually, for my kids. When my son, Sach, is playing with my daughter, Lila, and they're roughing it around, and they're playing whatever, at a certain point, Sach will, Lila will say something, and Sach will react in a way that she doesn't like and she either starts crying or she starts walking away from the game, he'll automatically go, wait, wait, wait. And then he like either, you know, does a little tap on his own head to show that he's also hurt or he says, I'm sorry. He won't say I'm sorry, but he'll try to do a take two. So we intuitively do this as kids. We know that it's time for take two. And what's beautiful about kids, they're, they're the first to forgive. They switch between energies very fast. So then he, the second he does that, he does something a little bit silly. He does this take two and, she, and, she's, and they're back in the game. And I want to give an example how you can use take two to actually prevent a rupture. So now that me and Galit, my wife, have placed language for several years now, we actually um, say that to, to our partners when we're not getting the reaction we're expecting. So the other day, it was late, late at night, I just came back from work and she was telling me a difficult incident that she had, that she was facing, and I was so tired, I just said, well, you should do one, two, three. And that was completely not what she was looking for. I wasn't even fully listening to what she said. So then she said, take two, please. And what was really interesting when she said that, she kind of snapped me to saying, you are not connected. You are not listening to my emotional bits. You're not, you're not even trying to connect to me. And the second she asked for the take two, since we have this common language, um, I was in a loving enough space where I could say, okay, sorry, tell this to me. Say this to me again. I put away the phone. I was looking at her. I said, tell this to me again. And then she told me, and then we had a take two, which was more successful. So I think bottom line, take twos, keep it playful, keep the potential state, keep us in a five to one ratio, 
But we also need to be conscious of when I'm too, I'm too triggered or I'm in trauma mind that I won't be able to do a take two. So in that case, if Galit would have said, let's try take two. If let's say I was really upset or hurt, I can say, I can't do that right now in take two. But let's bank this, let's come back to this tomorrow. So now I want to give you some practical tips how to incorporate take twos in your life. So the first thing is, as soon as you realize that you went against or ignored or just messed up with your partner, own it. Own it. Say, so first of all, to yourself, ooh, she was, she, that's not what she was looking for. She was completely not in that energy. And second, about it, the second, and the second step, verbalize it. Say it. Say it. Because you're saying this, you're trying to take two, which is actually a way, because actually you're in a space where you want to be connected. Sometimes I just want to hurt my partner. Sometimes I have what Schnarch calls the normal marital sadism. So in those instances, I won't do a take two. But on those other occasions when I actually I don't want to pick a fight with my partner, and I don't want to min humiliate her or hurt her, when I actually want to stay connected, I'll actually say take two. I'm sorry, take two. Let's do this again. And I'll, something about take two I find is also is like, so instead of saying apologize and will you forgive me and this becomes this whole dramatic thing, I should do take two. Let's go. Boom. Redo it. Keep it light. Let's not get heavy. Let's not drown here with apologies and regret and da 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 and her. Let's just keep going. So you ask for take two and the listener, see if, or the person that just spoke and you're just and you got you were disappointed and your partner says take two, at least acknowledge that your partner's trying to do something different. Okay? And even if you're too hurt to actually go toward that that take two, but at least acknowledge that they're trying. Because they could have just ignored it or they could have just pretended like they don't know what they're talking about or get defensive. But they actually said take two. And when they say take two, that means I wasn't with you. I'm sorry. So appreciate the partners trying to improve the relationship. And try to do a take two. Imagine like you're rewinding and just say it again. You know, it's, life's too short, life's too important to only live once. So why not? Give it a take two. Give them another shot. Tell them that story again. Drop your ego. Don't get insulted. Go toward your partner and do it again. It's all a game anyways. Life is one long game. And also if you want to use it as the talker, as the deliverer, when I'm saying something and my partner, my colleague, my son, my daughter, my parent is not reacting, doesn't give me the reaction I want, so you can actually say take two. I'll give an example. My mom, usually when I tell her these things, these projects, these ideas I have, the first thing she says is, whoa, that's scary. And sometimes I don't want her to say that. Sometimes I feel like the actual message I need is good for you. Wow, that sounds exciting. So from time to time, when she has that reaction, I'll say, wait, mom, let's do a take two. I'm going to tell you this again. How about trying that? Now, it's clear to me that I'm initiating that and she's a little bit faking that. But you know what? Who cares? Who cares? Because at the end of the day, we're doing new neural pathways. We're doing these take twos and they're, they're reshaping our brain, like Daniel Siegel talks about. And we're slowly, I'm, I'm helping my mom also realize what kind of reactions will help me and her get become closer. I'm actually increasing the five to one ratio with my mom. So you're right, I might, might sound pathetic, she might be faking it in the beginning, but actually that's the way to show my partners and my loved ones what works with me. And the opposite. So over time, Galit with these take twos has shown me what kind of reaction she needs and when. So take two is a chance to relive life. It's like Groundhog's Day and every day you get just get better and better. So take two is just an opportunity to relive your relationships, relive these interesting, intimate dynamics and moments and just improve them again and again. And slowly what you're going to be doing is raising the five to one ratio, creating a more safe, playful, solid, 
differentiated interactions and relationships. So take two to give your love a second chance. My name is Dr. Aselva Manelli, and this was The Potential State. I'll see you next time.